What's going on? What's going on? And what is going on? You are now listening to the YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sonny D. What's happening? How are you? How is life working for you? How are you working life for you? Better yet. Thanks for being here, guys. If you are a return listener, welcome back to the YFYI podcast, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not survive but thrive in the business of beauty. That's what we're talking about, thriving, 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 not surviving. This is the podcast that you come to get your get your mind right, get your money right. We're going to talk a little money today. We're going to talk a little money today. So I started this thing with a podcast a while back, like seven, I think I've done it seven times, if I'm looking correctly at the the last one, which the last one popped up on episode 86. So we are well overdue for another money episode. So, 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 so. Another money episode, hashtag TME. So seven episodes I've done out of the 103 that are now going to be in the YFYI podcast arsenal. There's seven of them that are aimed at money, and that's what this one is going to be about. So for those of you guys that are new to the YFYI podcast, this is the place where you come to get your mind right. Yes, get your money right. Yes, get your learn on. Yes, so you can get your earn on in the business of beauty or it might be another business, whatever business you might be in. I'm in the business of people. I'm in the business of beauty, but people is really the only type of business that there is. Because if you take the people away or if you don't have people, meaning customers or guests, or you don't have you know people buying your products and services... You, my friends, will not have a business. So this is where we focus on all of those things. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get a notification every time a new episode is released. I call it YFYI on demand. So you'll get a notification in your podcast app if you're on the iPhone. If you are not, maybe you're on my Facebook page, you discovered the podcast Sunny D's page is just S-O-N-N-Y-D, my Sunny D page. Maybe you found it there or <clears throat> maybe a friend or a colleague or somebody that cares about you sent you a link to the podcast. However you came about it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you'll get notified every time a new episode is released. So the money episode I started doing... As I said, it was episode 86, the first ever money episode was launched. And I do these every now and again because I know as an artist, <clears throat> right, I started in the beauty industry, I'm an artist, I'm an artist, right? What does that mean? I'm an artist. I, I take my medium, which is hair, and I, 
color it and I cut it and I style it and shape it and turn it into this piece of art that somebody wears on their head 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, their whole life. So we as hairstylists, we get to take this medium called hair. You know, some other people that are artists might take paint. Some people might take sound like musicians. They might use their vocals or create it with an instrument. Some people might use concrete or clay or whatever their medium, you know, is. Ours, we use hair, but we're artists. And one of the, the things <clears throat> that I always found interesting is when you look at artists and you look at money, a lot of times those things don't necessarily mix. Now when I say mix, I'm talking about mix in the way like, you know, like not like oil and water don't mix, but you normally, you normally a lot of times associate the artist with their art. You don't necessarily associate the artist with money. Now I've seen some crossovers and I'm a big hip hop fan and you know my I got my favorites, you know, and I look at people who have crossed over. Now it's starting to become more fashionable. Now you're having like hip hop artists, you know, think entrepreneurship, think business, and they're starting to think it up front early. And that's not how it was before. Not for really any artists and musicians or artists even in painting, they weren't thinking about business. They weren't thinking about money. They're just thinking about expressing themselves and creating their art. But there's nothing wrong with that until there is. Now, what I, what I mean by that is when, let me, let me ask you this question. When, my friends, do most artists hit their payday? The When do most artists get paid? If you think about it, most artists... They get paid when they're dead. Now, I don't know about you, but like I got bills like right now. And I got people that want their money like right now. So if you're not getting paid until you're dead, how's that going to work out? Think about it. How is that going to work out for your bills? <clears throat> what if you have kids? They need food and clothes. How's that going to work out? You don't get paid till you're dead. But think about how many people are popping, you know, after the fact. After the fact. I mean, look at all the famous, you know, painters. You know, they die and then their collections are turned into, you know, museums, art museums. Their paintings are selling for ridiculous amounts of money that you, you never even think of. You know, it happens after they part ways with Mother Earth. Now, when you think about that, and you think about your business, think about anyone that you know. That I mean, I work with Paul Mitchell. Like, Paul Mitchell, you know, was starting to pop, but unfortunately, his life was cut short. You know, in 1989, he passes away. The company's a baby. He's young. He's a young man, 47 years young. He passes away. Company's only about 10, 11 years old. Right? Going on it. About to really start popping. 
And then, boom, he's gone. And the last, you know, 30, almost 30 years, the last, you know, 20, we'll just say 20, you know, seven years, the company has really popped. And he's been gone that whole time. So when you think about it, it happens so often. And I mean, and there's lots of ways. I mean, you got people that it's natural causes or some stricken by some disease or illness, but they're popping after because they're not correlating. They're not like making that connection. That's what I want to talk about, like things to pay attention to, to make a connection because you are an artist. Yes, but you have to understand that you are also a business, you know, and if you don't make that connection, you might become one of those artist there's no nobility in starving there's no nobility in being broke there's no nobility in you know that that whole like the concept of starving artists where you know you're not your ribs are touching right you're not making it like where's the nobility in that you know, when you think about if you start putting your business up front and take a few of these ideas and start working them, then you'll start looking at it from a different angle. You know, and I first, this is a firsthand account, you know, I just thought, you know, I was just going to cut hair, right? That's what I thought. I was just going to cut hair. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I was going to do. I'm going to cut hair. I'm going to cut hair. I'll make some money. But mainly it was like, you know, this is my art. I wasn't really looking like, could I get rich or or better yet, could I get wealthy, you know, from cutting hair? And that wasn't really, I didn't really see that as like a goal. But then as I started to develop my mind, I started to pay attention that, you know, wow, these there's a whole nother element, like the haircut, the actual technical piece. Yeah, that's important. You have to have, you have to be able to cut a straight line for the most part, but that's not really the main thing. You know, understanding the business, understanding how to take a guest from one haircut and then educate them on a product, educate them on an additional service, ask questions and figure out what it is that their hair needs. Make those recommendations based on those findings. Because those are going to be the, the skills. Those are going to be the tips. Those are going to be the, the things that you need to do to be able to take your art and get the fulfillment that you're looking for out of it. You know, so what are some of the habits, right? You got to think about habits of the super uber successful, right? Think about habits of the new age. When I talked about hip hop a minute ago, you know, one person really came to mind. One of my mentors, one of the people I've been studying closely is Jay-Z, right? What has he done? He started as an artist, right? Well, actually, I mean, if you look into it, he started really as a businessman. He was, you know, selling drugs and whatnot and then got into hip-hop. But, you know, those skill sets, those skills that he had, that those skills are going to be the ones that... What was that all about? Siri just... Siri just trying to jump up on the podcast, those skills that he used, right? The hustle mentality, the salesmanship, the ability to close a deal, to negotiate, those types of things are skills that you can use. 
And he was able to then translate that. And that's where, like, now, you know, a lot of the hip-hop artists are becoming, it's become fashionable. They're wanting to become businessmen even before they're, like, thinking, like, if their art's even fully developed. That's a new trend. That wasn't always how it was. I mean, look at some of the artists we've lost and then what happens after. I mean, from the ones we lose early, you know, the the ones that we lose tragically, then all of a sudden they were like releasing albums and there's like more music coming out. I mean, I was just on I was just on iTunes. Where was that at? I just saw it. I just saw another Bob Marley song or a Bob Marley album that's getting ready to come out. Bob Marley and he's been dead like how long? Like 30 something years? And there's still music. There's still music coming out, right? So that's when the payday happens. But it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. While you're here, right? Get yours. Get after it. While you're here. Don't wait till after you're gone. And then the, then the uh, spoils come in. So some of the things you got to think about are the success habits. So one of the things, and this is something I've been, you know, looking, look, studying businesses, studying businesses. Don't just look in your sector because you're going to have a, you're going to have definitely some, some winners, some stars, some examples that you can study that is going to be within your own sector. But I don't want you to stay in your own sector. Number one, you got to get out of your sector. You got to look at other businesses. You got to look at other companies that are doing it. You know, one of my one of my favorite sites to get information, I go to Investopedia, like uh, investopedia.com. This is not a paid endorsement. So I'll go to Investopedia, you know, and if you subscribe, you know, get their their newsletters and their articles will come in. And you can find out so much. Just land on their homepage. <clears throat> like I'm looking at it right now. You land on their homepage. You're going to get all of the different things that are trending. You know, so they got, you know, Trump's tax reform plan. So they got taxes. They got the Bitcoin bull market is nothing. <clears throat> In tech. They talk about stocks. You ever wanted to learn about stocks? You know how many people say, oh, I want to learn about stocks, but are you reading up on any of it? Are you taking a look at it on any of it? Are you doing any research on any of it? Are you paying attention like to the businesses outside of your sector and what's happening and looking for correlation? This is a habit of successful people. This is a habit of an investor. They're paying attention. They're looking at markets. And you might be like, well, I don't have any money in the stock market right now. So well, I'm not going to start paying attention to it. What are you saving up? Right? You're saving up. You could have money in the stock market right now. You don't need to. I mean, you could. There's. I'm looking at one article right here. It says penny stocks to watch for December 2017. It's under a trading tag. So you look in there. So penny stocks, mega cap and blue chip stocks attracted the lion's share of speculative capital in November, lifting major benchmarks to bull market highs, buying interest in penny stocks and other high-risk securities waned, with market players concentrating their firepower on big tech and other groups expected to benefit from the D.C. tax reform 
and deregulatory legislation. So this is going to talk a little bit about that. Now, when you think about the stock market, if you're paying attention, right, and you're, you're hearing all the stuff about taxes and what's going on, the big tax reform is going to reduce taxes for certain people and certain businesses. Kind of, you know, so the market's on a run right now. And here's what happens. You've got no money in the stock market. You're now hearing all this. The market's been on a run since the beginning of this year. And now, now you're hearing all this about the taxes. So you're like, you know what? I want to get in. So here's what you do. Then you go and you jump in. Boom. You found out. You listened to the podcast. You're like, yeah, I'm an investor now. Yeah, right. You went and invested. And then what do you think happened? You know, what do you think is going to happen? Because the market goes up and down. But you never had your pulse on it to begin with. So look at markets every every day. Every day. Read an article or two every day on something related to investing, something related to money, finance, wealth. Every day. And you got any kind of topic. I mean, I just read you a ton of them. And then look for correlations. Mainly what you're doing in there is you're reading, you're learning the language of the wealthy. You're learning the language of the investor. You're learning the language, what is said, what is understood, what's not understood. That's one of the biggest reasons why you want to be reading up on this. So you have someone sit down in your chair and or you're, you know, gonna and you meet a prospect. You don't have a clue what's going on with the markets, and they bring it up. What do you do? What do you do? And they're like, well, you know, what do you think about this You know, tax reform bill? And you have nothing. At least have some basic knowledge, some basic understanding. Make sure, make sure that you have a, a, a grasp of what's going on in the economy, not just your own economy. So you can be able to hold that conversation. So that's a big tip right there. You know, look at the articles and you'll see all kinds of stuff. I mean, they've got, and it's, and it's cool. I mean, it's interesting to learn and how things could affect you. You think your business, you know, whether you're a beauty business, whatever business you're in, can't be affected by you know, maybe the tax reform, but totally can. Maybe you think your business, what does Bitcoin have to do with my business? Well, what if you were to dig in and found out like what's going on and it came up? Because it's, you know, some people are going to be headline readers. What I'm, I'm recommending is you actually dig in, click on one to two articles a day, go to the website, read up on it. So you have a little bit more understanding of the language and that's what it's about, guys. It's a language. Another thing, what do what do practices of the rich and wealthy, what do they do with their money? What do you do with a dollar? When you get a dollar, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? One of my mentors said, first thing is, you never want to spend more than 70 cents out of your dollar. You never want to spend more than 70 cents. So 70 cents. So with that dollar, the other 30, what do you do with it? Well, $0.10 cents goes to charity, 
right? Giving. If you're you know, a member of your church, whatever it is, organization you believe in, nonprofit you believe in, so 10 cents goes to charity. And then you have 20 cents left. So 10 cents, take 10 cents of that and put it into, you know, passive, some passive investing. So passive meaning you put it in a, you know, if you have a 401k that somebody's probably managing or working for you, something like that, and, you know, an IRA, something like that, that somebody's managing or working for you. Uh, one of my favorites where I personally have my own skin in the game, which I've shared this website probably with you guys before, but uh, Wealthfront, I have a Wealthfront account, so you can put money in there, and then they can manage it for you. And wherever you put it, you want it to have an opportunity to earn interest. So that means basically it's kind of like you're a lender, right? So you're lending this money to whatever said organization is, whatever investment firm is, whatever it is, and then you're looking to get a return interest is in the form of a interest as a return on that money. And if you're looking at the markets and you know what the you know the market returns are and what they have been, you know, then you can kind of decide where that money might go if you're trying to do, you know, stocks. And that's one thing I like about Wealthfront is they diversify. You know, you put in your money, then they take it, they give you a quiz based on your risk tolerance, they diversify your money and split it up so it's not all in one thing. So they'll have it in stocks, they'll have it in emerging markets, they'll have it in, maybe they'll have some in cash, probably not a lot, because you're not going to be making any money off of that cash. If it's just sitting there stagnant, they'll have it in different funds, they'll have it in maybe some bonds, so they have a nice mix. And that mix is based off of, at the end of the day, it's your, your risk tolerance, like if you're like, oh, I'm really go for it, I'm going to risk it all, then based on the, how you answer those questions, they'll decide how the money is broken up. So you've got 70 cents. You're not going to spend more than 70 cents. And then you've got 10 cents you got for your charity. You've got 10 cents for some passive, passive uh, investing where that money goes to work to make more money. And then you've got another 10 cents there. And that 10 cents could be for, you know, active. If you're pursuing, like you're building a business or you're starting something that you're going to, you know, kind of use it, use it as working, you know, capital or active capital. And then 70 cents, you're not spending more than that. And your 70 cents is going to cover all of your, you know, your necessities of life. You know, so that's the thing. A lot of times, by the time you get your money, depending on what your arrangement is, how you're working, a lot of times, you know, the the uh, the money's already been touched before you got it, right? So you have to think about that. Like a lot of times, if you get your money and there's already a chunk of your, you know, money missing, right? Then you're now already less than 100%, so you've got to balance your money a little bit differently. Like if you your money's pre-tax or your money's, you know, if it's post-tax, then that's a big thing that matters. But think about with that 
seventy percent, you know, is your spending, you know, money. You've got some passive investment. You got some working capital. You got some charity. So you've got thirty percent or so of whatever that is that you're earning that you can then take and diversify how that gets distributed back through the economy. Look at the market, see what the returns are like. You got the two main ones, you got the Dow Jones Industrial, which if you look on any of the like investing type of websites, you'll see something that will say DGI, DJI. That stands for Dow Jones Industrial. And then you've got the NASDAQ. So basically what these are, they're called index, indexes, so or in indices. So in each of these, the Dow Jones Industrial Index, you get the NASDAQ. What you're going to see is you're going to see a, a group of, you know, stocks. So you've got the uh, S&P, which you'll see the S&P 500. And then when you look at the different trading platforms, you know, the New York Stock Exchange, um, you'll see NASDAQ, you'll see the, those, all these acronyms. A lot of times when you start looking at this stuff, it looks a little like overwhelming. It's a little like intimidating. Like, I, I don't know what this means. So you have the Dow, right? You get the S&P, which is five, S&P 500, what it goes by. And then you'll have the NASDAQ. So what these are is they're, they're basically a smorgasbord, if you will. But all of these certain, you know, what they call sometimes, uh, you'll hear the term blue chip or you'll hear... Uh, you know, like I talked about earlier, penny stock, they're traded on different indexes. And an index, think about what an index is, just like in a book, an index is a list of all of the companies that's in that particular um, index. And they're made up of, I mean, you're probably going to have like S&P 500, you're going to have 500. Some you'll have, it'll say like the Russell, you'll see Russell, and I'm getting a little bit into the weeds on this. But you'll see like the Russell 2000. So it's made up of 2000 companies that fit a certain criteria. What you're going to see though, is you're lo- if you're looking at an investment you know, website, is you'll see usually the daily. And then if you click, you'll be able to see like I'm looking at one right now. You know, as you click into it, then you can go into, you know, they have the one day, they have the five day, they have the one month, they have the six month, one year, and then five year. And what you're going to find is over time, for the most part, the balance over time, ups, downs, crashes, is going to be somewhere you know in a certain percentage range when you start to look at even 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long you're looking. And when you're talking with your investment, I'm not an investment advisor. You know, Did I give the disclaimer? Oh, great. And I got three people like trying to talk to me like about their how they just lost their nest egg. Guys, I am not an investment advisor. I'm not an accountant. I'm not here to give you any tax or legal tips on you know anything like that. These are just my observations, opinions, and I'm just sharing my thoughts when it comes to the mentality and some of the practices. So when you click on any of them, as I was saying before I had to drop a disclaimer, like I'll click on the uh, the Dow, right? So this is the one that's been getting a lot of talk right now. It's hitting all-time record highs. 
you know how much is uh, in the market ups and downs it looks like today i mean a little bit uh a little bit on the negative but for the most part it's rising and rising and rising it's been rising so this year you know has been big because i mean the market's continued to go up when you look at let's see let's look at another one here you have S&P 500 so you got 500 companies made up of 500 different companies um, same thing and it'll show you the what they call the tickers which is the symbol like for example you know on my watch list I have companies like Apple and Amazon and Tesla and people and companies that I like and CEOs that I admire and following them because they're growing and innovating so I follow these companies but you'll see the tickers like Apple is AAPL, Amazon. I mean, you'll be able to figure out most of the companies, especially if they're bigger companies, when you see their ticker. So Amazon, AMZN. Now, how these markets move depends on news that's coming out. So as I was talking about, like tax reform, boom, move the markets. You know, you hear something, you know, something happened just, you know, recently, uh, train, uh, train, you know, crash, that's going to move the markets. Like things that happen, natural disasters move the markets. So current events definitely move the markets. Wealthy people are paying attention to this stuff. I'm not talking about getting sucked into a vortex of like garbage and a vortex of news. But what I am talking about is being aware of the current events and paying attention to what wealthy people are paying attention to what the markets are doing. What does this mean to me and my sector? You know, if the price of oil goes up, how does that affect you at the level you're at? You don't maybe think it does, but I promise you it does. I promise you it does. So having that knowledge to like look at those things, those are habits. Those are habits of the rich. Those are habits of the of the, uh, of the wealthy. And those are habits that hopefully you guys will take a couple and, and maybe adopt into your own lifestyle. Because I know it'll make a difference. So guys, this is this is really the you know, this is really where you have to make some decisions. Are you gonna you know, you have downtime, you have a break? What are you doing with your downtime? What are you doing with your break? Because that's going to be the first excuse. we got to suffocate those excuses. Oh, I don't have time. Uh, or I don't understand. You know, that's a, that's a classic. What else don't you understand? Did you understand how to wipe your ass the first time you sat down and, and, and shit fell out of it? <laughs> no, you didn't, right? First time you sat in the toilet, you didn't. You didn't understand. What did you do, though? You learned. You practiced. You did it over and over and over and over again. You had somebody maybe give you a tip or help or some advice and you did it over and over and over and over again until you got it down. And that's how you get it. I didn't I didn't understand. Right? Talking to a guy who barely, you know, passed my grades to get out of high school. Math was definitely not my thing, but I wanted to be wealthy and I still, you know, that's my goal to be wealthy, not to be rich, to be wealthy. So I got to look at what do wealthy people do? They look at the markets. They read. You know, read an article here or there, understand what's going on. And if you don't know the words, guess what? Guess what you do? Hey Google, what's the S&P 500? That's all you got to do. According to Wikipedia, 
Wikipedia, the standard Enforce 500, often abbreviated as the S&P 500, or just the S&P, is an American stock market index based on the market capitalizations of 500 large companies having common stock listed on the NYSE or NASDAQ. Boom! <laughs> Did you get that? Oh my God. All right, so check this out, right? You want to learn and you want to get that. Get that. That's a that was a twenty nine dollar investment. You know, there's a price war going on right now between Amazon and and uh, and and Google and everybody. I mean, there's a price war going on. But twenty nine dollars, right? I got it's connected to the internet, sitting right here. I ask it a question, it spits out the answer. So when you tell me, oh, I don't have time or all whatever other lazy ass excuse you're gonna do. You know you got $29. Treat yourself. Get yourself a Christmas present. Get yourself, this is the uh, the mini. They call this the Google Home Mini. They have a, a couple different versions, but for 29 bucks, I mean, you heard it. I don't know if you missed it, but I said, all I did was ask it the question and it gave me the answer. So when you don't know and you're not sure and all of that, you can, boom, ask it. Hey Google, what's the Nasdaq? According to Wikipedia, the Nasdaq stock market is an American stock exchange. Boom. According to Wikipedia, the Nasdaq stock market is an American stock exchange. I like that S&P 500 definition. That was tight. So there's no excuse, guys. There's no excuse. You got technology, you got phones, you got resources, you got information, you got podcasts. I need you to start thinking about the language of the wealthy. What do the wealthy do with their money? Paying attention to what they do with their money and start diversifying yours, you know, in the in the similar fashion. Go into a website, whether it be the one I gave you guys, Investopedia, looking up some topics, reading one to two articles a day. This is a wealth mindset diet that I just prescribed to you. Start doing these things. Get around other people who are interested. You know, find a club. You got you're like wondering. You got a bunch of broke people hanging around you. Maybe those aren't the people that are going to be interested in what's going on on Investopedia. Those people are probably aren't worried about that, right? They're worried about wasting. Find one or two people that are interested in wealth. Find one or two people that are interested in making more money. Find one or two people. They may not be wealthy yet. But maybe you could find one or two people that have already made it. They might give you some of their time. And then you've got a you've got a wealth mindset diet. So I want you to get on this. No excuses. Let's make it happen. And that, my friends, is this episode of the YFYI podcast. The money episode. Make sure you hashtag TME. Let people know. And with that... Before I sign off, just a couple couple things. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get the notification every time a new episode drops. So you'll have YFYI on demand. And please, if you have not yet left a rating in the podcast app, iTunes Store, rating five-star, please, rating, and a wrote a review for the podcast. Please do so because that's going to help this podcast get discovered We've got a few thousand, you know, engaged listeners. We're trying to get, we're trying to crack that 10K mark and beyond. 
We're trying to get these ratings up. I think we have up to like 15 now, which is which is not bad, but we could do way better. So if you know somebody else that's listening to this podcast that hasn't wrote a review, hasn't left a five-star rating, give them a little poke and say, hey, why don't you get on this real quick? Why don't you help Sunny D out? Get on there, do a rating, leave a rating, write a review, and it's not for nothing. Because after 24 hours, once it gets posted, it's verified, and I can verify that it's you, and we're good to go on that. Guess what? I'm sending you some swag. I'm sending you an iHeartYFYI exclusive t-shirt. It's not going to be for sale anywhere else. I'm sending it to you for leaving a rating and writing a review. So I appreciate that, guys. And I'm looking forward. I got some dates coming up soon I'm going to tell you about. Some places I'll be out heading out to the Midwest. I think it's the Midwest. So I have some dates coming soon. Um, other projects coming. You guys know that YFYI for salon owners. Though Your first year in salon ownership book is getting released next month, January 2018. Super excited. I have a firm date shortly. We got our the cover art which we're doing a little cover art contest. We're going to show a few different samples, let you guys vote on what you what, what cover you like the best. So we're going to do a little cover art contest. So stay in tune to the social media. Be on the lookout um, on Twitter at SunnyDTS, Instagram at SunnyD1.0. Of course, Facebook, SunnyD, and Snapchat and all that. Everywhere you know I'm there. Hit me up. Keep the comments coming. Keep the questions coming. Keep the love coming. And guys, remember, this is the YFYI podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening to this episode, the money episode of the YFYI podcast. And I will talk to you soon.